Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Nuggets Nation, where you'll find the most up-to-date news, stories, and information about the Denver Nuggets and their organization. Brought to you by your host, Ethan Hinschel. Everyone, I'm back with episode 26 of Nuggets Nation, and I'm here to bring you guys the latest updates of the Denver Nuggets. Sorry for the delay in the lapse in podcast episode. I will be a little more consistent from here on out. Just have been a bit busy this week with things and school. So just catching up and making sure that everyone is staying in tune with my podcast and making sure that you continue to listen along as I continue to bring you guys quality good episodes. So on that note, I would like to just dive right into a special giveaway that I'm doing. One of the first 500 subscribers who subscribes to my podcast on whatever platform you so choose to subscribe on will have an opportunity to win a free Nikola Jokic jersey. If you win the jersey, I will DM you asking for your size. You will tell me your size and I will ship it out. So it's really simple and straightforward. All you have to do is subscribe on whatever platform you so choose. And if you're feeling so inclined, feel free to leave a positive review. I really would highly appreciate that. And so would my peers who follow this podcast. So on that note, let's just dive right into things. So to backtrack to the game three of the Nuggets road trip, they lost the Milwaukee Bucks 112 to 95. This was an ugly game. They lost by 17 points, but this game, KCP started. He was questionable at the start of the game. He then got injured or re-aggravated his hamstring injury, a soft tissue injury that he had injured a few games previous and probably tried to push through it, and that wasn't the best idea. Re-aggravated it, which is unfortunate because the Nuggets need KCP healthy if they want to do anything significant this year in the playoffs, and his health is super important for the team, way more important than a win on a Monday night in Milwaukee, to be honest with you. So he was out, which really affected the Nuggets' self-esteem, I would say, and just rhythm and confidence. And then... In addition to that, Jamal Murray also injured himself in this game and he had like a sore like lower leg, I think tibia is what they were saying, like some like ankle tightness, lateral tightness and he injured his ankle in the second quarter, then was out for the entire second half. So it was kind of just like reliant on Nikola Jokic to lead the way and though he can do so the majority of the time, he was not able to do so in this game even though he actually played pretty well he had 29 points 12 rebounds eight assists he did have five turnovers but that was also part of due to the just amount that he was being asked to take care of the basketball and distribute so that was just a byproduct of 
his usage in today's game. So I wouldn't focus too much on the turnover number when we look at that stat line. More so the lack of help he was getting. As I said, KCP played one quarter. He had one point. Jamal Murray played a quarter and a half. He had three points. Michael Porter played horrible. He was 3 of 11 shooting, 2 of 8 from 3. He had 6 rebounds, 4 assists on 11 points. Aaron Gordon had 14 points, 7 rebounds, and 2 assists. They didn't get any help. They No one helped Jokic in today's game. And that was the biggest message and overlaying theme from the Milwaukee game to the game they lost at home. Again, shorthanded against the Sacramento Kings. Now they lost three games to the Sacramento Kings this season, which is disappointing. I'll get into that game shortly, but... This game was lackluster. I know it's been a bit of a frustrating spell as of recently for Nuggets fans because they're on a three-game losing streak as we enter the All-Star break, but the world is not falling down. I'd like to remind all Nuggets fans of that and that we are in a good spot, actually. I know they are currently fourth in the Western Conference when we look at the standings, and it is time to standings watch 100%, but at the end of the day, for the Nuggets to do any damage in the playoffs... They need their starting five healthy. So Jamal Murray needs to be healthy. KCP needs to be healthy. Michael Porter, Aaron Gordon, Nikola Jokic, all those five guys need to be healthy. And if those guys aren't healthy, you're not going to see a consistent night-to-night effort from the Nuggets. And not even just effort, but just like rhythm and consistency of a good offense and a good defense. When you have players constantly being injured left and right and missing games, your continuity and rhythm is totally flawed and affected. And that affects the team as a whole and... Right now, it's disappointing because they should have beat the Sacramento Kings in Denver on Wednesday night on Valentine's Day because the Sacramento Kings were on the second night of a back-to-back on the road. And the Nuggets, yeah, they were shorthanded, but they were up 12 at the half, I believe. And you just got to win those games. I don't care that you're that shorthanded. You just got to win. Their ball movement was terrible. They really, the lack of shooting and the lack of shot creation was really bad without... Jamal Murray and KCP, just two big-time shot makers, and the Nuggets really struggled without both those guys, and I think it's evident that the Nuggets need both of them back for the playoffs, and I think this highlights a little bit about how the Nuggets kind of just stood pat at the trade deadline and didn't really make any trade acquisitions. Part of it was because they trusted their team, and that's totally fair, an assessment to do. I also trust this team, but you know, if an injury does occur, you are massively shorthanded, and we don't necessarily have a quality backup for either Jamal or uh, KCP who can play in the starting lineup. So that is slightly concerning if either one of them goes down with an injury come the playoffs. But assuming they can get healthy post-All-Star break, which will be against the Washington Wizards at home, I feel confident that the Nuggets can turn things around. Nuggets are still 36-19, which is an excellent record. They're fourth in the West. The West is a gauntlet. Uh, So just break down the standings as is right now. The Minnesota Timberwolves are in first place. They're three games up on the Denver Nuggets. They're 39-16. and 16. They have an elite record, an elite team. The Oklahoma City Thunder is 37-17, so they're a game and a half up on the Denver Nuggets. They have a game in hand, so if they win, they'll go two games up. If they lose, they'll be one game up. Then the Los Angeles Clippers are 36-17, and 17, and the Nuggets are 36-19, and 19, so the Clippers are also currently one game up, but two games in hand, so all these teams have a game or two in hand on the Nuggets, but... Fortunately for the Nuggets, when they returned from All-Star break, they faced off against the Washington Wizards at home. They Then they have a back-to-back against the Trailblazers on the road. They faced the Warriors on the road, who have been a rather hot team as of late. They faced the Sacramento Kings at home, and then they have a back-to-back against the Miami Heat, once again at home. So their final five games in the month of February, they have a potential to hopefully go 3-2, and 4-1, and one, I think. They have 
three home games, all of which they should win, and then hopefully you can beat Portland on the road. Portland's not a good team, but they've played better at home this season, so I think that's a bit of a trap game. And then Golden State's been really hot recently, and you got to make sure you stop Steph Curry. So they have some winnable games, but it's important to just continue to pile the wins up and make sure that you end the season strong. So before I talk about you know, kind of previewing the rest of the season and where the Nuggets go from here and making some mid-season or a little later than mid-season, but all-star break predictions for awards. I do want to break down the Sacramento Kings game. It was a really ugly game, and I'll be honest, I did not watch the entirety of the game. I was busy for some of it, but I did watch the entirety of the game the day after, so making sure I could give you guys an accurate recap of this game, but De'Aaron Fox is tremendous he is such a good player he does not get the love and respect that he deserves he is an all-star caliber player just like Jamal Murray and he showed out in this game I think it was a shame Jamal Murray didn't play and I say a shame because he's injured and you don't want him to play through an injury it's not worth it especially as we enter the all-star break now but this would have been such a good point guard matchup because two athletic young-ish point guards going at it and De'Aaron Fox is a beast. He played 43 of 48 minutes. He seemingly never got tired at the altitude in the fourth quarter on the second night of a back-to-back, and he just kind of out-hustled the entire Nuggets team, and that kind of was like the message and the emphasis of this game was that the Sacramento Kings just wanted it more. And as a Nuggets fan, that's incredibly frustrating to see and observe because you're the defending champs at home with an elite home record. They were 21-4 and going into this game at home. They're now 21-5, and which is still an elite home record, but this was a game you should have won. 100%. There's no excuses. You were up 12 at the half. Yeah, you were up 53 to 41. And then you out got outscored in the third quarter, 30 to 21. In the fourth quarter, 31 to 24. You just had dry spells where you couldn't make any shots. Nikola Jokic did not have a good game. He was 6 of 17 shooting. 0 of 6 from 3. 3 of 4 from the free throw line. He only had 5 rebounds, which is really uncharacteristic of Nikola. He had 8 assists. One block, 15 points. Aaron Gordon was the Nuggets' best player in today's game. He had 25 points, 15 rebounds, 2 assists, 4 turnovers, and 8 of 15 shooting. He was tremendous, and he was 8 of 8 from the free throw line, which stands out to me tremendously as he is someone who has need to improve his free throw shooting as we near the playoffs. So that is a really positive sign. Michael Porter was eh in today's game. He was 8 of 17, 3 of 7 from 3, 4 rebounds, 2 assists, 19 points. Reggie Jackson started in place of Jamal he had 12 points. He was a plus three, which was interesting. He only played 29 minutes. I question the usage of Peyton Watson in today's game. He only played 16 minutes. I would have liked to see him play a little more minutes. Justin Holiday also started for KCP. I wish Christian Braun would have started for KCP. He's a more athletic young guard who I thought could do better defensively against a guy like Malik Monk, Fox, Kevin Herter. So, like, that the coaching was a little disappointing in that game. I'm not here to call Michael Malone out because I think he's a tremendous coach, but the rotation and the substitutions in today's game are highly questionable, and I think you can do a little bit better. I know it's the game before the All-Star break, and everyone was probably looking forward to it, but you don't want to go into the All-Star break on a three-game losing streak. It's tough. It's not what you want, and... It's it's just an it's not a good feeling. As an elite team like the Nuggets are, you want to go in in a positive vibe and a positive mentality with a win, and they just were not able to do that. So my goal and my hope is that they come out the All-Star break with a vengeance and that they're hungry to close out their final 20... What is it? 27? 
yeah, 27, 27 games remaining. So, yeah, they got to close out with a vengeance. The rest of these 27 games for the season, Nuggets need to perform well. Every night needs to be every night needs to have maximum effort. Even in losses, maximum effort needs to be shown and just engagement on the defensive end when offensive shots are not falling because usually for the Nuggets the past month stretch dating back to even mid-December they struggle defensively when they don't make shots. And you're not going to make shots all the time, especially come the playoffs. You're going to go through a cold stretch at some point. So you got to remain steady on the defensive end and the Nuggets have not done that in a lot of games. The Sacramento Kings game was not a showcasing of that. In the second half, it was, but the first half, they were tremendous defensively, allowing 41 points. In the second half, they allowed 61, or 60. I can't remember off the top of my head. 60 or 61. And it's not a good number. you got to do better. You can't do that on the second night of a back-to-back. It's a game in which you should win, as I've echoed throughout this podcast, and you, you just can't do that. you got to be better, and it's really frustrating as a Nuggets fan But the most important thing, as I continue to echo, is the Nuggets need to get healthy for the playoffs. And if they're not healthy in the playoffs, they're not doing anything significant, to be honest. They need a healthy starting five to do any damage and even just, even I would argue, make it out the first round. You can't just rely on Nikola Jokic, even though he's the best player in the world. You can let him carry you to certain instances, but you need guys to make shots that are not just Nikola. And he's been too heavily relied upon, I'd say, in the past two to three weeks. And I think this stretch even goes back to like mid-December, like I mentioned a little earlier. His reliance is too much on him, and I think everyone needs a break. I think, like Michael Malone said, their coach, everyone is a bit exhausted right now, and everyone's kind of just mentally, physically tired, and it's important that they get a break. These guys are human. I know that they're superb basketball players, but they're human too, and they deserve a break from the game that we all love and they all love to play. And it's important that they come back healthy for the Nuggets because – the Nuggets, once they close the month of February, they have a gauntlet of a schedule coming up. Like, they play a fantastic amount of teams in the Western Conference, and some span the East, but they have a really tough schedule coming up. And I'll preview the schedule right now, but the Nuggets the Nuggets really need to close out the rest of February strong because it doesn't get any easier from here, to be honest with you guys. It's going to be a grind, and unlike last year where the Nuggets kind of cruised to the first seed after the All-Star break and not like cruised to an NBA Finals, but they had their way, this is not going to be like that this season. It's going to be a fucking grind, and the Nuggets got to put their foot forward, put their foot on the gas, and be like, look, we are the defending NBA champions. We are better than you. We know that, and we're just going to go out and show it on a nightly basis, and the Nuggets need to do that. They did that early in the season. They kind of got a little tired, which is all right, but they need to come out and close these next 27 games strong and finish with a great record. And I know they can do it. I believe it deep down. I hope you guys too. Don't lose don't lose confidence in these Nuggets. Like if you're jumping off board right now, okay, so be it. But don't jump back on board when they're in the playoffs and doing well again. So that's it. That's all I have to say. Like you got to stay, you got to be a true fan and stick with this team because there are ups and downs for teams, even for teams that are coming off an NBA championship. It's not always like easy sailing and the grass is not always greener on the other side. Trust me. Okay. The Nuggets have it great. And as fans, we have it tremendously good. So I want to preview that March schedule a bit. The Nuggets, once they close out the remaining they have five remaining games in February. Like I said earlier, but I'll repeat again, they play the Washington Wizards at home on the on February 22nd. That should easily be a win. The next night, they travel to Portland, so back-to-back on the road. That should also be a win, but that'll be tough. Then they have a day off. 
Then they go to Golden State to face off against the Golden State Warriors to conclude that season series. The Nuggets are looking to sweep them to go 4-0. The last game they played in Golden State, for those who remember, Nikola Jokic hit a legendary like half-court bank shot to win the game and to complete the Nuggets' crazy fourth-quarter comeback, which was on national TV. That was a crazy game. Anything reminiscent of that would be super positive for the Nuggets. Then the Nuggets come back from their two-game home tri- oh, road trip to face off against the Sacramento Kings at home on Wednesday, February 28th. Then the next night, they face off against the Miami Heat on February 29th, and that is the conclusion of their schedule for the month of February. So they got two back-to-backs in their remaining five games, so four of the next five are back-to-back, which is rather unfortunate, but nothing you can do. The schedule is the schedule, and you just got to play it. But following the month of February, I'll preview the first three, four games of the month of March. The Nuggets face off against Los Angeles Lakers on the road on Saturday, March 2nd on ABC against Los Angeles Lakers. That'll be a phenomenal game. The game in L.A. recently was great. Michael Porter, Jamal Murray, and Nicole Jokic were all tremendous, and the Nuggets are going to need all three of those guys to be tremendous once again. Following that, the Nuggets come back home to face off against the Phoenix Suns on TNT on Tuesday, March 5th. Going to be a tremendous game, assuming Kevin Durant, Bradley Beal, and Devin Booker are healthy, which I believe they should be. So once again, the Nuggets are going to need a starting healthy five to beat that team. Then they get a day off. Then they face the Boston Celtics at home on March 7th, looking to sweep the Boston Celtics in their two-game series. For those who don't remember, Denver handed Boston's first regular season home loss to them earlier in January, which was a tremendous win for the Denver Nuggets. I'd say one of their best wins of the season. Then they play the Utah Jazz at home. So the schedule gets slightly easier in that regard. And then they play the... um, the Toronto Raptors at home. So the schedule eases up slightly after those three games. But then they face the Heat, the Spurs, the Mavs, the Timberwolves, the Knicks, the Trailblazers, the Grizzlies, the Suns, the Timberwolves, the Cavs. So the amount of teams, they play 15 games in March. And the amount of teams that right now, here on February 16th at 2.30 p.m. Mountain Time, that are sub-500 to the Utah Jazz, the Toronto Raptors, the San Antonio Spurs, the Trailblazers, the Grizzlies, and that's it. So five of the 15 teams they play are sub-500. So they got to beat all five of those teams 100%. And then the 10 teams they play above a 500 record, they play the Timberwolves twice, one at home, one on the road. Those are two massive games for the Nuggets in terms of trying to climb the standings. They play the Cavs at home. The Cavs are a really good team. They close the month with them. They then play the Mavs on the road which will be a tough game they play the Knicks at home which will be a tough game they play the Heat on the road which will be a tough game the Suns the Lakers the Celtics they have a tough schedule and April gets a little easier to be honest they play seven games in April to kind of just preview not preview all their games but touch on the remaining schedule that they have they play the Spurs which should be a win at home they go to the Clippers on the road which will be a really tough game they played the Atlanta Hawks at home. They played the Utah Jazz on the road, and the Utah Jazz have always been trouble for the Denver Nuggets when they just go to Utah for whatever reason. They played the Timberwolves at home. They played the Spurs on the road and the Grizzlies on the road. So the remaining seven games in the month of April, there's only two teams that are above 500 record. The Spurs are trash this season at 11-44 and 44 right now. The Clippers are 36-17, and 17, so that'll be a big game. The Hawks are 24-31. and 31. The Jazz are 26 and 30, but not to be underestimated. Timberwolves are 39 and 16. They are tremendously good. The Spurs are 11 and 44, so they get to play the Spurs twice in April, which is huge. And then they then close with the Grizzlies, who are 20 and 36. So 
they got room and it's not all negative. There are positives and like I keep echoing, the most important thing is the Nuggets get healthy. The Nuggets need to be healthy and if they're healthy for this final stretch of the games, I think they can do really well and I think they can go like 17 and 10. I think, or 20 and seven, I think 20 and seven would be an ideal record. That'd be tremendous because if the Nuggets go 20 and seven, that means they will be 56 and 26, which would be a 30 game above 500 record and 56 wins should probably get them a top three seed, if not top two seeds. So just got to stack the wins and and continue to play well. But on that note, I just want to say, I hope everyone who listens to this podcast has a great day and make sure that you check out all my other episodes I know I mentioned that I was going to do a little mid-season preview of awards in this episode. I'm not going to do it in this episode. I thought it's going to take too much time, and I don't want to take up your time in this episode with that. I'm going to do an episode, whether on Sunday or Monday, about some mid-season awards, who I think should win what, and I will release it when I can because I just want to make sure my research is good enough to bring you guys good data and just accurate predictions. So I don't want to give you guys faulty predictions and stuff like that I just don't think that's right and I don't want to do you guys wrong so I want to make sure that my work I bring you is always sufficient and good quality so that is why I'm holding off on doing that so I apologize for saying that I was going to do a mid-season award prediction in this episode because that is not true but that will be coming soon so make sure you stay tuned for that and for those who are feeling inclined please feel free to write a positive review whether on Apple Spotify or whatever platform you listen on I would highly appreciate that and if you do so I can work with you to give a special reward away. So I just need to make sure it's you who wrote the review and I'll happily work with you to give you a little present. But I look forward to interacting with you guys soon and make sure that you follow and subscribe to this podcast. And on that note, have a wonderful day and go Nuggets.